Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Read Between podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into crazy, wild, and wacky stories through the power of improv. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Evan. I am your other co-host, Lynn. And uh, we're here with episode four. Episode four. Can you believe it? Here we are at episode four. Episode four. <laughs> I, harmonization? Well, you you sounded like you were continuing the song. I just ended the song. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Go out on a high note right away. That's what you do. Here we are at episode four. Evan can't smush my spirit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, is that part really necessary? Yes. Ah, well, that's not nice. I love you. Ah, I love you. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> And this is the episode where we awkwardly break up with one another and talk about it for an hour. Yeah, this is the episode where we tell the story of how we broke up. <laughs> but uh, but no, we're here to tell some stories like we usually do here every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, before we get started, little uh, little stuff you can you can check us out on. We're on Twitter at readbetweencast. Uh, we're on Facebook www.facebook.com/readbetweencast. Uh, if you have any questions or anything, send them to readbetweencast at gmail.com. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search Read Between Podcast. You'll find us there. Yeah, feel free to leave us some feedback, to rate us, let us know if we're doing well. Yep. Like us, dislike us, whatever you fancy. Let us know how uh, how you're yeah. enjoying or not enjoying this podcast. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dogs, tell your cats, tell your bunnies, tell your frogs, your unborn children yeah just it's it we're just like talk to your stomach we're, no we're like beethoven you put the headphones on the stomach and it'll it'll make your children our last episode was all about butts yeah i mean the kids gonna learn the kids about, gonna learn a lot about butts. kids gonna learn about butts at some point so <laughs> well, so. well we are happy to teach them about yes butts. we're happy just if you if you haven't listened go listen to episode three the saga of john buttman uh, probably our best episode yet. Yes, I agree. I think our best episode yet. Yes. Um, our most complete episode to date. Mm-hmm. So I think with that out of the way, uh, Lynn, why don't you tell them about what you're going to be you're gonna okay. be doing a story on. So um, the way we get our story suggestions, if we cannot get anybody to give us suggestions, mm-hmm. um, we just get it off the internet. So I'm going to go to uh, r-not-the-onion, which is a subreddit, and um, I'm going to look up some uh, articles... Uh, I just look at the titles. I don't look at the body or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give us some ideas of stories we can tell. So I'm opening up the Reddit app. Um, it's loading. Um, she's she's staring intently at the page. Hmm. She has she has some sort of idea, but she's not sure. Okay. She really wants to shock me with her choices. John Carpenter loves Sonic the Hedgehog, even the crappy one where he's a werewolf. Ooh. Which is Sonic Unleashed, by the way. Ooh, John Carpenter. <laughs> Why? You made Halloween. You're a ge- you're a genius. Why? <laughs> That's all I have to say. All right, what's next? Griffin dogs are Hufflepuff. Animal shelter sorts dogs into Hogwarts houses. Oh, okay. I actually heard about that. Yeah, one. I heard about that. I didn't like. I didn't read the story behind it, but I think. Mm-hmm. It, but that could be that. That would be an interesting story to tell. And what's your last one? Um, stray cat a suspect in Japan attempted murder. Whoa. Whoa, that's that's heavy. I want to know. That cat looks angry, by the way. I don't know if that's the real cat, but if it is, man, yeah, that cat looks like a killer. Yeah, that cat looks like a stone cold killer. Yeah. Uh, God, those are all really good. You're welcome. Oh, I really want to talk about Sonic, though. <laughs> yeah. I really want to talk about Sonic, though. 
Because there was a new Sonic game that came out, and boy, does it look terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, should we talk about John Carpenter's relationship with Sonic? Sure. We're going to tell let's that fan that. fiction. John Carpenter. John Carpenter's Sonic fan fiction. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, God. The Sonic. John X Sonic. The Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter is going to have a field day over this one. Oh, like they listen. You never know. If at Sonic the Hedgehog on Twitter, if you're listening, please give us a sign. <laughs> give us a sign. <laughs> give us a sign from above. Don't send me a copy of Sonic Forces, though. I don't want to play send it. Send me a copy of Sonic Forces. I will gladly play it. I'll take it. a code of Sonic Mania. No, not that good one. You don't get good things. <laughs> I think, okay. You well, don't get good things. No. Good things don't happen in this world, Good Evan. things don't happen in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, should we tell this story now? Let's just John tell Carpenter? the story. Okay. So, as most of you know, John Carpenter, esteemed director, uh, filmmaker, created the created Halloween uh, back in the... Uh, Back in the eighties, I think it was. Uh, yeah. I think it was. It was. I think it was eighties. Yeah. Mm. Um. Created the created the Halloween franchise. Well renowned horror director. Uh. Well known composer as well. Mm. Um. And yeah, his his love for Sonic actually knows no bounds. Oh yeah, you should see his room. Mm-hmm. His room is Sonic blue mm-hmm. with all of the Sonic posters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a bunch of Sonic collectible items. Mm-hmm. You know, Sonic, he, when he goes to bed, he wears Sonic onesies. He yep. wears Sonic slippers. The so- um, and the Sonic slippers, we, we must say, are pretty much just slippers in the shape of Sonic shoes. Which yep. are those weird, like, triangular shoes that are red and white. Which I don't understand how anybody could walk around in those. Are they triangular? Like, yeah, they're like triangular. They look like triangles. I thought they were like sneakers. They... The thing is, I don't know with hedgehog feet, which obviously are pretty small. Um, let's just look at Sonic the Hedgehog. This is great. This is great for the people watching. Yeah, like look at his feet. They're like, it, well, with well, it's so- like sneakers with a strap over it. Yeah, but they look like trying. His feet are like triangular. Right. For the sake of argumenting. For the sake of argument. They are triangles. They slippers. are tri- Yes. Okay. You know, his his comforter, Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. He's even got, like, an old tube TV mm-hmm. in his room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is shaped like Sonic's head, mm-hmm. only where the eyeballs and every Like, where the eyes are supposed to be, uh-huh. it's the screen. Oh, okay. Um, so he's pretty decked pretty small out. screens. I know, right? But as Sonic, <laughs> well, so... Well, in order to play the games, you have to look into Sonic's eyes. Yes. You're pretty much just, like, just looking at him and just... I want to let you guys know right now that because of the way our mic is set up, we have to, like, put our arms around one another. <laughs> that was too intimate of a moment talking about Sonic. I just wanted to... Okay, this is weird. I don't... I gotta go fast. Okay, go fast over there. <laughs> go okay. fast away from my face. Um, I gotta go fast, too. Fast the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but also, um, his, I mean, his love, for, his love for Sonic extends outside of his room. He actually named uh, his children um, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. Amy is the only one that people don't get the reference yeah, to. Yep. They just go, oh, okay, that's a, that's a normal name. Yep. Until they get to her middle name, which is just straight up Sonic. Yeah. Amy Sonic Carpenter. Yes, yes. All of their middle names are actually Sonic. Yes. Um, He hasn't named a child Sonic yet because he is only uh, saving that name for his chosen child. Yes, obviously. Because actually, John Carpenter has a prophecy in mm. his life that um, his final born child um, will be named Sonic. And mm. that child will be the Messiah. Mm. Um, and that child will, will mark the beginning of a new era of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And also the new the new era of the Carpenter family name. Yes. And all children after that point will have to be named Sonic 
Junior, Sonic the Second, Sonic the Third, Sonic the Fourth, and so on. Mm, yes, yes. And the middle name will still be Sonic, so it'll be Sonic Sonic Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the new round of kids, like uh, Sonic the Messiah's children, they're all like the um, the other versions of Sonic. So like yeah. Metal Sonic, yep. Chaos, yep. Shadow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, real all the bad versions of Sonic. All the bad versions of Sonic. No, yes. there will never be a Big the Cat though. No. No child will ever be Big the Cat. That's no, just rude. No child should ever be bestow have have the title of Big the Cat. But there there was one that was named Froggy. There was. That was when he dabbled into Star. Well, he, it should have been Slippy, but he couldn't. Or Slippy. He well, no, he couldn't think of the name Slippy because he played Star Fox once and then couldn't forget. Couldn't remember the name, so he just <laughs> went with Froggy. So that's that's how he came up with. Fro- Froggy was the stepson. Froggy was the stepson from another marriage. Froggy was the stepson that had already had a name. Yeah, John Carpenter <laughs> just named him Froggy. Yes, um, but um, over the years, John Carpenter became frustrated with Sonic. Um, he became frustrated as, you know, the quality of the games, you know, went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter's love started to fade and it all came to a head in 2006 with the release of the, uh, critically panned and, uh, audience panned Sonic the Hedgehog, where Sonic has a relationship with a human woman and talks to people and interacts with humans mm-hmm. and buys shoes from a man in a in a seaside town i know exactly what you're referencing yes you don't know what i'm referencing i don't know what he's referencing. you've never heard of sonic 06 the terrible sonic game no you watch like it. i i've heard of it but i don't remember any oh of um happening. Uh, let me just clue you in it's the worst sonic game ever made don't ever touch it don't ever play it if you get near it uh your gaming uh your gaming life will crumble before you i want to play it now you don't want to play it <laughs> You thought Sonic Boom was bad? Oh, Sonic 06 started it. <laughs> and and but like there were there were some in the middle that he kind of was okay with. So like um uh-huh. Sonic the Hedgehog so- 3 or what it was. Sonic um Sonic and the Black Knight. He liked. Uh-huh. Um, Sonic Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors. Yep. Um, Sonic Generations was okay. Sonic Unleashed. <sighs> he, he was okay with it. He was even he was okay, okay with the one with the werewolf because yes. because it fit in with his horror background. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he but, could appreciate that. But um, it was it, it all it all came to a head, you know, after that point with the release of Sonic Boom: Rise mm-hmm. of Lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, John Carpenter could not um, could not stand uh, what they've done to Sonic, and he um, he actually went to the Sonic Team headquarters, mm-hmm. and he he came there dressed. As Michael Myers. Now, granted, this is a very old man dressed as Michael Myers, <laughs> coming through the offices of a, of a Japanese game company, dressed as dressed as a as a mass murderer from a horror film. And this was actually around Halloween time, so the people in the office were were actually happy and excited when this person walked through the door. They were like, "Ha, ah, yay! This this is this is cool. This is fun. This we is, like Halloween. Yeah, we like Halloween time. This is fun." Um, but then John Carpenter, um, just like Michael Myers in the film, uh, brutally murders everybody at Sonic Team, except for, uh, except for one person who he takes hostage. Um, yeah. And this, the person he takes hostage really kind of didn't have anything to do with Sonic. It was just somebody, it was an intern. And, and actually, let me rephrase that. He didn't murder them. Uh, he's so old that when he tried to put the knife through them, everybody just dove out of the way. And, and then pretend and to get pretend, hit, and they were like, oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah, but... yeah. so nobody died. Uh, let me just get that out of the way. I, I should have put air quotes around murder. 
Even if you did, no one would see it. This yeah. is a recording. Um, and and yeah, and he actually John Carpenter was so infuriated, he tried to perform a actual sonic spin dash, but uh, knocked himself out doing it. And that's when um the the employees at the Sonic headquarters just decided to be like, all right, take this guy into the interrogation room, tie him up, see what the fuck he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've actually never seen anyone attempt to do that before. Mm-hmm. So they were like, all right, we need to get this guy in question, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. Um, so, they're, so they picked him up, dragged him in, tied him up. Mm-hmm. And when he woke up, he was still in the Michael Myers costume, just sans the mask. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And uh, just one guy in a big white, like, doctor lab suit coat. Like, uh-huh. you know, just, like, dressed all in white. Uh-huh. And he has back turn. Back turn. And but, then he and, but... slowly turns over. And he's got this huge-ass syringe that is just sonic blue. Uh-huh. Right? And as, and as he looks up and sees his face, there's a giant spiky mustache <laughs> and giant eyebrows and giant nose it was none other than dr eggman in the flesh i don't know what dr eggman sounds like so can you help me out with that for a moment eh, sonic yeah well, kind of like an old bad man not, eh? not really but no. more, more like ha ha sonic it, it kind of like uh, okay i it's still not really. i'm not getting it but okay <laughs> Mr. Um, Carpenter, <laughs> it seems you've tried to seems you've tried to infiltrate our headquarters. I have no idea what you mean. You tried to spin dash on these employees, and you broke your neck. My neck is broken. Well, that's, that explains why everything is sideways right now. Well, here I have a syringe that can help with that. And he sticks a syringe in his neck and brings his neck back to life, pretty much. But then when he does that, John Carpenter feels something hot around his neck, uh, and his veins start to turn blue. Blue. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's not just his veins; it's his skin his skin is this patchy sonic blue Uh and he looks down at his feet and his feet are hedgehog shaped and all of a sudden he's like oh no what's what's happening to me chili dogs (laughs) (laughs) i was was literally just about to say i have a sudden urge for chili dogs (laughs) oh you beat me to it damn it (laughs) so he goes he goes what's happening to me chili dogs (laughs) (laughs) and and john john carpenter is no longer john carpenter he is sonic the hedgehog he is john sonic he is john sonic the hedgehog he looks like a hedgehog he loves chili dogs just like a hedgehog he is sonic the hedgehog and uh and and with that he said he he says a classic catchphrase. Gotta go, John, and spin dashes out of the interrogation room, and then bounces off the walls out of the Sonic Team headquarters. And <laughs> while he bounces, just rings fall rings, out of him. Yep, rings are falling out. Um, but before he leaves, he um, he happens to pass by and the out in the uh, in the atrium of the office, a giant statue of Sonic, and he stands there looking up longingly at his. Uh, his dear friend and then he he actually places his hand on the statue and with this the statue starts to rumble the statue starts to move and the bronze that is encasing this statue melts away and it's actually a giant sonic underneath that they cast in bronze and it's an actual sonic the hedgehog and and that sonic goes hey thanks for freeing me you want to go get some chili dogs and yes and then sonic and jonic and jonic sonic and jonic <laughs> Go hand in hand to the okay. ne- to the nearest Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> and share chili dogs for the rest of the day. The end. The end. <laughs>
Oh my oh, god. Fantastic. That was great. That was wonderful. That was hilarious. That was a great excuse to just talk about Sonic and just <laughs> fucking make fun of Sonic for 20 minutes. Oh, that was fun. Oh my god. So for all you non-gamers out there that have never heard of Sonic the Hedgehog, we're sorry. Also, where um, have you been that you've never heard of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, go get a Sega Genesis and come back to us when you've played. It might be a little expensive nowadays, but try. Yeah, retrons are pretty cheap. Just go <laughs> go, go get a Retron 5 and then go to your nearest uh, vintage game store. Buy Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, don't buy Sonic Spinball. And, uh, and yeah, just play through that like 30 times. And then you'll probably get it. Yeah. And then go play Sonic Boom. And then, no. Just go read the Wikipedia pages on the rest of the Sonic games. <laughs> but play Sonic Mania. That one's pretty cool. That one's, that one's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, we haven't played it, but we've heard it was cool. Oh, yeah. We've heard good things. Nothing but good things. So. <laughs> so you think it's time to take a break now? I think it's time to take a break. I think it's time to take a break, have a chili dog, and... Uh... Not a chili dog. Okay. That sounds disgusting. Can't... Okay. You can have a chili dog. Turn it ah, into Sonic. Yeah. I, 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 think I, can, I think I can do for a chili dog. All right. So, all right. So I'm going to go have a chili dog. Lynn's going to have something. And then uh, we'll be back with another story right after this. See you soon. Hey guys, Evan here. Just wanted to take this break to give you a little bit of information on uh, on where you can find us outside of the show. We, I know we usually do that at the beginning of the show, but just to, just to fill you guys in again, let you guys hear that information one more time. Uh, as per usual, we are on Twitter for the show. It's at ReadBetweenCast. Go there. Feel free to tweet with us. We're usually on there all the time. Leave comments. Leave suggestions. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, we always are open to any feedback. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ReadBetweenCast. Go there. Give the page a like. Uh, leave any suggestions for stories or anything there. Um, and we'll also be trying to make that a little more active. Uh, we'll be doing some more poll. I'm, I'm thinking about doing some polls on that uh, on the site there to uh, see what kind of genres you should, we, you want to see more stories of, uh, things like that. Uh, also, if you have any suggestions of stories that you have, or you know, even if it's a title of a story, a basic plot of something you've uh, you want to hear a story about, uh, feel free to send it to us via email, which is readbetweencast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can send us any sort of longer comments or things that you want to tell us about the show, feel free to send them there. Um, as far as where to find the show, uh, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can just search Read Between Podcasts on any of those services, and you'll be able to find us there. So uh, I think without further ado, let's, uh, let's get back to the show, and let's tell another story. All right, and we are back. Back All from right. break. That was a good break. Yeah. That was a good break. Did you enjoy your chili dog? Yes, it was a good chili dog. Ooh, mm. it makes me, makes me want to run. makes me want to run real far, real fast. Oh, wait, no, I'm not turning into Sonic. Please don't. Somebody has to pay the rent. Yeah, yeah, and I don't need this place getting destroyed. The fuck is that supposed to I'm mean? running too fast around here. I would just kick you out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You would just do that. Okay, so, <laughs> so uh, I think it's time for me to tell to figure out my story. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those that haven't listened before, what I do here in the second half of the show is I go to a website called fantasynamegenerators.com, and they have what's called a book title generator, mm-hmm. which based on different genres of stories, it'll randomly generate a, uh, a book title. So mm-hmm. it can be anywhere from like... Uh, from fantasy to humor to sci-fi to drama, it will uh, it'll come up with a story. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's spin the wheel here and let's figure out uh, some story titles we can work off of. That sounds good. All right. Uh, so let's start with the fantasy genre. Let us spin there. Ba-ba-da-da. Okay. Uh, the first one is Rats of History. Rats of History. Okay. 
That sounds like a nonfiction book. <laughs> sounds like a nonfiction book that we'd want to. Sounds like a fucking thesis that I'd have to work out. It in does. School. It does. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into the children's category. Okay. Children's genre. Spinning. Ooh. Okay. Um, afraid of my imagination. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty good one. All right. That's an interesting one. All right. And then for the last one, let's go to the humor category. Spinning. Ooh. Okay. Um, prankster has a secret life. Fucking what? Okay. Yeah. So the first one was. Do neither of us remember? I don't remember. <laughs> what was it? Fantasy? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fantasy. Oh God, this is bad. This has never happened to this me isn't, before. This, yeah, this never happened to me before either. Um, oh God. I'm gonna pause the recording and listen back. <laughs> Okay, so after looking it up, we can now tell you that it was Rats of History. Yes. Afraid of My Imagination. imagination. And Prankster Has a Secret Life. And Prankster Has a Secret Life. Folks, we promise that won't ever happen again. So I think it's safe to say that Rats of History should not be included because we forgot. We forgot. And we had to listen back to our audio to to figure out what it was. Yes. Um, I actually quite enjoy... Afraid of my imagination. I think, yeah, I think that's a good one, too. Yeah. All right, we'll do that one. All right, so this is the story, Afraid of My Imagination. So, um, once upon a time, there lived a little boy named Jimbly. <laughs> named Jimbly. These, these names we're coming up with on this show. Man. Damn. Jonic and Jimbly. Jonic and Jimbly. Um, so there's this little boy named Jimbly uh-huh. who lived in a small little town. Small town, USA. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone thought that he was always very... Thanks for dropping my phone. Sorry. Everyone always thought he was um, very imaginative. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he always came up with the best ideas. Mm-hmm. He was really good at drawing. He always had the best pictures and, and comic books um, in class. Mm-hmm. He was always very imaginative. Mm-hmm. But what people didn't realize about little Jimbly is that um, his imagination frightened him to the point that he had to draw what he was afraid of mm-hmm. most yeah um you know his imagination was just it was so overactive it was to the point that he couldn't sleep at night mm-hmm. just because you know he'd be he'd be laying down and all of a sudden there would be this giant teddy bear in the corner of his eye going ho ho my name is huggums give me a big old hug jimbly and and jimmy jimbly i'm sorry jimbly was afraid of that he was like F- i don't know you son yeah and 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 it was just it got to the point where his mom even stopped checking in on him because she Mm -hmm. was like it's she would always tell him it's part of your imagination it's not Mm -hmm. real yeah it was it was one of those it was one of those situations where it's like when you're a child you know do you stop the baby from crying or do you let it cry Mm -hmm. in this case he's not a baby he's not a baby you let him cry he's not cry (laughs) well yes you let him cry you let him deal with the with the overactive imagination, and mm-hmm. you don't think anything of it. You're just, oh, it's it's something. He'll get over it. Mm-hmm. But in Jimbley's case, it was it was something that he couldn't control. Mm-hmm. And the, the thoughts in his imagination were just too, I don't know how to even say it, too... Lifelike. Too lifelike to, to really, like, separate it from his actual reality. Mm-hmm. And that was the part that was super, that was very difficult for him. Yeah, I mean, his imagination was so lifelike, that's what he walked around in. People didn't realize that that when Jimbly was talking to you, it wasn't just Jimbly. It was Huggums the Bear. It was Bargy the Ballerina. It was 
you know, he didn't, nobody, it was Flippy the Frog. Nobody mm-hmm. knew. Yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And, and it all, and there were, there were people at the school that tried to help, you know, he had a guidance counselor, Mrs. Mrs. Shields, that mm-hmm. was very, that was very much wanting to help Jimbly, mm-hmm. but she didn't know how. She, she, you know, would bring him in and he would, and she would ask him about these visions that he would see. But a lot of times he would just kind of shut down when he was confronted about it. Mm-hmm. When anybody asked him about it, he just, he didn't want to talk about it. It was, mm-hmm. it hurt too much to deal with. And that's why he started drawing. He mm-hmm. figured, if I could at least draw what I'm seeing, others would understand. Others mm-hmm. would understand that this is very real to me. Yeah. And his, I mean, for a child, he was a very, very talented artist. Yeah. It's his, very- his, even if he just used crayons, his drawings looked real. For those, for those of you that watch Stranger Things season two, very much a Will Byers situation. Yeah. If Will By, well, Will Byers is very talented mm-hmm. with crayons, but yeah. I'm talking like hyper realistic pictures with mm-hmm. just your Crayola pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so with this, she she encouraged him to uh, to take art to take an art class. Mm-hmm. And with this, um, they actually found that once he started taking one art class, his problems would start to fade away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decided to up it, you know, the next semester to two art classes, mm-hmm. and then the next semester to three, mm-hmm. to then to four, and then until his entire school day was just filled with art classes, mm-hmm. and he would just sit there drawing and drawing and drawing his imagination slash reality yeah that he was facing it got to the point that the uh, elementary school had so many framed uh pictures of his that they just decided why don't we for jimbley's sake let's hold an art gallery Mm -hmm. to the public to see what this boy has has created Mm -hmm. so that's what they do they one night you know they get everything set up for for the night uh before and 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 the art gallery looks great it it's like the entire lower level of the elementary school and mm-hmm. people are excited for Jimbly and Jimbly yeah. he's laying down in bed and and for once he feels like he can get a good sleep and then he closes his eyes and and drifts away and in the middle of the night something strange happens Evan the pictures that were hanging on the wall Jimbly's creations mm-hmm. they rattled and shaked and the figures in these pictures started moving reaching out towards reality Grabbing a hold of the frame and finally stepping out of what they were created in. Jeez. His imagination has become real. So this is like a night at the museum type scenario. Yeah. Only when sunlight comes, they ain't gonna go back in their pictures. Oof. So so in the so Jimbley gets his gets his night's sleep mm-hmm. but he's suddenly awoken at at five in the morning with a frantic knock on his door from his mom. She's just, she's just screaming, Jimbly, Jimbly, get up! We need to get out of here! We need to go to the school! And of course, he's he's confused as to why he needs to go to school that early. School doesn't start till 7.30. Yeah. He's really confused. So um, he gets dressed, he hops up, he goes out into the goes out into the hallway, and as he looks down the stairs, because his room is right at the top of the stairs in their house, mm-hmm. he sees downstairs there's men in suits, just five men in suits right outside their front door, and he's very confused as to what's going on. He has no idea mm-hmm. what happened. So Jim Blee shuffles downstairs, kind of half-dressed, mm-hmm. you know, still look, looking a little rough in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, and he walks downstairs and he goes, 
Oh, hi, misters. Mom, what, who are these people? Why, why are they here so early in the morning? Are they, are they going to school with me? Are they new kids? And Jim Lee's mom goes, no, sweetie, no. Something has happened to your school. Do not be alarmed. But it seems as if your imagination was too imaginative. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the agents comes up to Jimbley, and uh, and very sternly but very directly mm. um, explains to him, "Look, kid, whatever you did to those paintings, whatever you did to them, they're now real, and they're now terrorizing the town. We have no idea how to stop this. You're the only one. We need your help." And Jimbley goes, "Well, I don't know." Sirs, I don't really know um how I could be of help because I'm afraid of them too. That's why I started drawing. Everyone encouraged me to draw because it kept it kept my imagination away. And and now I'm being told that everybody else is upset and crying over my drawings. Well maybe I should tell them to stop crying because that's what everybody told me. Well well kid, that's that's real good, but right now you're the only one that knows how how to beat these things. We can't do it. We don't know what we're doing. This is way out of our league. You made these things. You must know how to defeat them. And Jimbley thought for a moment. Really hard. He thought back to all the teasing that happened and his mom telling him just to go back to sleep. It was his imagination. His problems are now facing him head on. Mm-hmm. And he needs to figure this out. So Jimbley goes, Sirs, I appreciate you coming over here and telling me all this information. I need to go to work. I need, I need to draw the best drawing i've ever drawn before Mm -hmm. and with that he heads back upstairs and he takes out all of his art supplies all the paints all the canvases all the paper he has all the tape all of the glue and he just starts combining and drawing frantically it took him like a day and a half Mm -hmm. so like and and this whole time he was awake he was awake for a day and a half straight and a half straight yep and and while the town burned and people seeked refuge he was Mm -hmm. just in his house drawing as frantically as possible Mm -hmm. and when he emerged he came out with uh, the largest picture anybody has ever seen i mean like it took a while to get this out Mm -hmm. of the house it was as big as a wall Mm -hmm. it was just a landscape yeah so jim blee goes outside and he first sees huggums the bear Mm -hmm. and huggums goes up to oh hey kid are you ready for that hug and jim blee just goes mr huggums no and he gets the canvas and he slaps it down on Mr. Huggums. And when he comes back up, Mr. Huggums is encased in this landscape, his oh. arms forever outstretched. So there he goes. He goes on to the next one. He goes to Barge, I think. Bargy. Bargy, the ballerina. And as she pirouettes, he catches her and slaps against her. And there she was pirouetting in the, in the landscape next to Huggums the bear. So he keeps just doing this over and over again until he has all of his creative beings Mm -hmm. anything that he's created anything that was let loose he Mm -hmm. he slaps it in this landscape until it looks like a happy family portrait but there was there was one thing in his imagination that that was too big to contain in that one painting and what was that evan that was a dinosaur it was a giant t-rex that he had thought about he went to him and his family went to the museum of natural history Mm -hmm. um a few weeks before that and they um he saw this dinosaur, and it was, it was this big, you know, big T-Rex. And he was super scared of it, and he, he couldn't get it out of his head. It had been mm-hmm. stuck in his imagination for weeks. Mm-hmm. And this, 
this was the final test for Jim Blee. Mm-hmm. This was the final test to get over his imagination. And while that that landscape picture was too small to contain it, he had one more picture that he had of his arsenal. And what was that? He had to go he had to go home and he had to take a nap first because in order for it to work, as we know, once you fall asleep, your imagination comes to life. Mm. The bottom drawer of his desk, he drawn a picture of a giant robot. Okay. Giant mech robot. Mm-hmm. Because he he loved robots. He loved he loved big things. Obviously, and because ob- of the T Rex. The T Rex, and he fell asleep. And he thought really really hard, and when he woke up, he looked out his window, and this giant thirty foot mech robot was standing outside with its arm outstretched hand waiting for Jim Lee to jump into it and bring it inside. So with that, Jim Lee got in his mech, went out to the field, and went head to head with his final test. It was a hard battle, mm-hmm. to say the least. Jim Lee, although he had a lot in his arsenal in this giant robot, this T-Rex just did not want to go down. Mm-hmm. It was created, and it it basically was like, you, I'm, I'm here, and I'm mm-hmm. here to stay. Yeah. And, and the townspeople, they were still seeking refuge. Mm-hmm. They couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. What, what would happen to their house, their, their loved ones if mm-hmm. they left? Yeah, the FBI agents were trying their best to keep, keep people calm, keep people, you know... Contained. Contained and, you know, the situation under control as best they could. But, mm-hmm. but after a while, it just... It, they, there was nothing they could do. They just had to let this run its course. Yeah. And Jim Lee, the only one brave enough to fight his own imagination. It, it took... So long, but finally, he found that this T-Rex was ticklish. Ticklish right under that good old tiny armpit. Mm-hmm. And so with that, all he had to do was just wait for the opportunity. So, T-re- The T-Rex went for a big swipe, threw his arm up in the air, was ready to bring it down. And as the arm went up, the mech hand, ever so swiftly, right into the armpit of the T-Rex... And just began to tickle. Tickle as hard mm-hmm. as it possibly could. Mm-hmm. As hard as it could. And the T-Rex, at first, tried to fight it. Trying so hard not to not to react at all. But in the end, just couldn't contain itself. And dropped to the ground. And just began laughing uncontrollably. And crying from laughing. Mm-hmm. And was, it was eventually subdued by... Was eventually subdued by the tickling. Mm-hmm. And when it was down on the ground, it was just, bi- it was just small enough to be able to fit into the entire length of the photo that that Jimbley had created earlier. And with that, the mech picked up the photo, held it up, dropped it down on the T-Rex, creating the last piece of his imagination's artwork. So the next couple months were tough. Mm-hmm. It was all about repairing what was broken, bringing life back to the way it was. But Jimbley, Jimbley was now the hero mm-hmm. of his small town in, in the U.S. of A. Yep. And, um... And he was he he didn't have to go to school anymore. His main job now was just to be the protector of the city. Mm-hmm. So with that, in his giant mech, he hung that great picture of all of his imaginative friends to remind himself that yes, you can be afraid of your imagination, but you can also overcome your fears. That was a great story. The end. That was that was a great. <laughs> that was. That was a very empowering story. There you go. That felt really good. I hope I hope that made you feel good on your insides. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way to start the week. <laughs> there good, you go. A good a good empowering story 
to make you make you realize, hell, I can come, I can overcome anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do here. We make you laugh. We make you smile. We make you think. We also shamelessly plug. Evan, do you want to start us off? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, so I am on Twitter. Uh, if you look me up, I am at e underscore Williamson ninety three. That's a that's a mouthful of a Twitter handle, but we gotta get you a new one, buddy. Uh, yeah, I gotta find a new one. But uh, you can find me there. Shoot me some tweets. Let me know how we're doing. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, and yeah, that's a fun place to find me. Uh, also, I do improv comedy here in the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area. Uh, I perform with a team called Family Laundry on the second and fourth Saturday of every month at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem. It's part of the Improv Comedy Power Hour. Uh, if you want more information on that or any other upcoming comedy shows at Steel Stacks, go to www.steelstacks.org comedy for more information. Um, and yeah, if you're in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area, tomorrow, uh, November 14th, if I'm correct, um, there is a show called the Improv Comedy Par- Bar Brawl, not Par Brawl, <laughs> it's not golf, the Improv Comedy Bar Brawl, um, where it's a bunch of sketch and improv comedy teams coming together, doing some fun stuff. Um, so if you want to check it out, it's at uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow night, Tuesday, uh, and you can look up more information on Improv in the Lehigh Valley, which is on Facebook. Just search that and you'll find more info. Um, as for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Anlin, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. I tweet a lot, and whenever I do anything on the internet, that's normally where I plug it. So go ahead and follow me there. Um, you can also, uh, catch my live streams. I sometimes stream on Twitch. You can catch that at, uh, twitch.tv slash A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, as for this podcast, mm-hmm. as we've stated now for the third time third this time. podcast, <laughs> um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, um, iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, YouTube. You can find us pretty much anywhere right now. Just search Read Between Podcasts, you'll find us somewhere. Yep. And, um, and you know, we would really appreciate a follow. Um, we are more than willing to talk about this stuff with any of you guys if you have suggestions or feedback please let us know yeah um you can also email any um feedback any suggestions to read between cast at gmail.com also if you have fan art of jonic the hedgehog please <gasps> please please send it to uh, read between cast at gmail.com i want a new twitter avatar i do too i want jonic the hedgehog please, please. any artist people out there Please make John Carpenter Sonic the Hedgehog, yes. and I will love you forever. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think with that being said, I think it's time to sign off for mm. this episode of Read Between. All right. And uh, thanks for listening, uh, and we will see you guys again next week. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. See ya.